0: is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wesley Euler with you here on a Wednesday, flying solo, but plenty to get to. I will get to some of your tweets here in just a few minutes, but on a Wednesday at this time, it's Ben's time, I guess you could say. Uh, just moments ago, just about an hour ago Ben Roethlisberger speaking to the media as he does uh le- you know late Tuesday or late Wednesday pardon me mornings you know it's still too early to call it the afternoon uh but late in the mornings on Wednesday Ben Roethlisberger doing his weekly media availability as always here's what the quarterback had to say today
1: so to i asking this-
2: No. I mean that nothing to do. With no, nothing at all. So yeah, I think uh, Aaron has
1: been injured the last two times that you guys have played them. Do you appreciate these matchups against guys like Aaron as you get older, that to play against the
2: defense? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I, you know, it's the whole cliche that everyone says that the quarterbacks against each other, but and then we'll say no, we play against the defense. You know, but uh, it, it's still an it's an honor to share a stadium with. with one of the greatest and and a guy that I admire and a lot of people admire that that has just done it at such a high level for a long time. So it's pretty cool to watch um, his mastery of the game. Um, I just hope that this week our defense can, can hold up and, uh, you know, maybe have something to say about it. Pretty much everything. (laughs) I think that uh, the way that, that, that he just, he sees the game and, if it's there, he'll take it. If it's not there, he'll still take it. And it makes it work because of his arm strength, because of his accuracy. Um, he just has total command of the game, and it's uh, uh, it's appreciated at the quarterback position to watch.
1: Okay, you got, I'm assuming you guys still scripting more from that. How much input do you get into that uh, original script? That you're doing in the
2: game? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I, I think the way they do the top ten is, or the, the the beginning script, is each coach kind of picks their, I don't know, five, ten favorite plays, and then they kind of talk about it and formulate it. And then they bring it to me um, Saturday morning and we look at it and talk about it and make some last minute tweaks and adjustments. So um, still very involved with, with it. Yeah, how
1: do you get the uh, offense going? think it the getting better? I mean, you
2: like to it better? Yeah, I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. Um, we can sit and look at the, the performances and you know, we're only as good as our last one. And you look at it and uh, there were a couple plays, a couple plays here, a couple plays there. Um, penalties, missed throws, missed catches—just whatever it may be—that that kind of that that hurt us, you know. And I think the the penalties, obviously, you can talk about that. I mean, we had some big plays that got called back that would have either sustained drives or got a drive going. Uh, that when you put yourself, you know, behind the chains at first and twenty or second and whatever it is, it's it's hard to overcome. And so I really just think it's, it's there's not this one big glaring thing. It's just a little thing here, little thing there, which I think is um why we can be encouraged as a as an offense that um you know it's it's not that far off.
3: You really yeah. any extra Is there anything extra you have to do in season to make sure that you guys are
2: Well I didn't just say the off season and preseason. I'm doing it all the time. So i'm um, not sure where you got that information from but that's I'm always doing it, always working extra hard for that.
1: I've had a couple of sustained drives in the second half. One was 92 yards
2: to get penalties,
1: things of that nature. How do you kickstart
2: that quickly? You know, that's, that's a million-dollar question, right? Starting fast. Um, and and, and I, I'll just speak to me. I need to be start faster. Um, traditionally, I've never really been a fast kind of start guy. My college coach, Coach Hepp, used to say the same thing. Um, he's like, we got to get you going faster in practices and games. And it's just for whatever reason, I, I need to so, – so I'll, I'll say my, I need to start faster. Um, and I know the coaches are doing a great job of scripting things that, um, you know, whether it's screens or getting the ball out and just, you know, plays that you really like. Um, and so as an offense, we need to start faster, but it, it kind of starts with me. And so I, I need to get better with that because that's kind of the key to, you know, a successful day is starting fast.
1: Well, seems like that.
2: Well, they they rush five, um, and they're really good. And they've got some some secondary guys that can make plays. Um, you know, some some guys at corner, uh, a rookie and a, and a veteran uh, opposite sides that kind of stay on their sides, that take chances, that that really just kind of ball hawk at their safeties. Don't switch sides a lot. They play boundary and, and field safeties. So far, I haven't seen a, a defense that likes to do a lot of crazy stuff. They just line up and beat you. And um, I think their plan is that, that they're going to get after the quarterback with five rushers and, and make you get the ball out quick with some secondary guys that can make plays.
1: On the fourth and 10th throw to Najee and never said after the game, you wish you would have taken a
2: shot. And now that you've had a chance to watch it back from all the angles, I mean, were those options there for you? Could you have checked out of that when you saw what they were doing? You know what? I, I forget the, everything now about that play. Sorry. Man, Well, when you talk about penalties, you have to be careful because you can get fined if you speak your mind and speak the truth on it. Um, so I'll say that that we need to to maybe in some situations we need to be a little bit smarter um, and, and to to avoid maybe a, a penalty of grabbing or something like that. In some of those penalties, it literally is like I don't know what you I don't know what Chase can do different on an offensive pass interference when he's running a route and the defender runs into him. Um, he's got to protect himself, so he's going to of course get, you know get in the way and. Um, so, so I don't know how how you change that. Um, they call an offensive pass interference on him on the three-yard line for blocking. Um, but earlier in the game, the exact same play out of a different formation was done, and there was no penalty. And the exact same the exact same thing happened. Um, is Chase getting penalized because he's a really big guy, and the guy he blocking was little and got pushed in the back of the end zone? It's tough. So, so to answer your question, it's hard because some of the penalties you can just get technique better, and some penalties we just maybe Need clarification on Navy. I, I don't know how to answer that without getting in trouble. <laughs> in, in regards to
1: you starting, so that said you always have those
2: protocols.
1: Do you feel more comfortable in the second half than the freshman or loose more into the game? Is there anything
2: You know, like? I, I don't know. Um, it's it's just. Uh, I, I wish I knew. It's been a long time since I've you know, head coach telling me those things. But I, I just gotta. I gotta be better. You know, I don't want to. Say we need to start fast. We do, but but it starts with the guy that has the ball in his hands.
3: And you said in the preseason that you're watching more cheap than you would before, and I think you might say, No, I got this, I want to go back and rewatch it. Are those things and habits that you continue through the regular season while you guys are still
1: so trying on the
2: Yes, as I've said before, I watch film um, every night at home, not just in the preseason, even in the regular season, so i um, not sure where just the preseason came from. Hey,
1: how did you feeling physically? How's your that You've hit a lot this season. How are you feeling overall mm-hmm.
2: Uh, not bad. Better today than, than yesterday and Monday. So, um, you know, just keep keep plugging along and go get a workout in and get myself as ready to go as I can be.
1: A big part of Mike T's message yesterday was you know, no panic button. You guys got to not stray from your identity.
2: Uh, what is this offense's identity in your view? Uh, we're a group that uh, is close, I believe. Uh, we're a group that has to believe in each other, which I think we do. And um, we're a group that's not going to panic. Guys, two one. Please sir
1: you do that
2: yeah I mean we don't we don't necessarily have a no huddle per se that we've had in the past where we have 100 plays we have some plays that we can kind of pick and choose from like I, like I said um, I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago where we have kind of um, a two-minute offense that, that's closer to that. So um, you're right, though. You you have to kind of walk a fine line of guys getting tired. I mean, last week when, when Juju got banged up and Deontay was down, we uh, brought Cody, Cody in. And he did a great job. So uh, when guys are getting banged up and we're we're getting thin, you have to be kind of careful of what you're doing. But um, you know, we 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 need to just execute, execute the plays that are called. You know, our coach does a great job of taking the blame, and he doesn't need to take anymore. Uh, We as players need to take more accountability and and blame that the plan is right, and we need to execute the plan
0: and and make it work. Ben Roethlisberger there. I swear from a train station at the end of that interview. No, down on the south side earlier today, uh, just a few hours ago, Ben Roethlisberger. There is his weekly media availability. Touched on a lot of things there, and I... I I like to hear that he's still confident in the offense and in all these things. There is one thing, though, that stood out to me, and that's when we talk about the Steelers starting faster, right? This is not a new conversation. It feels like we've had these conversations a lot over the last couple years, but everybody knows the number. It's now nine straight first quarters for the Steelers without scoring any points. They have, going back to the, the last couple seasons, they've struggled to get points on their opening drives, certainly, when they talk about starting faster, and Ben mentions, you know, it's just something that I've... It's its never been a strength of my game. I need to start faster. And he references back to college. I just... It's the old... You can't teach an old dog new tricks thing. Right? I, like, we could talk about starting faster all that we want, but if Ben is referencing going back to his time in college and how his college coach told him he doesn't start fast at practices and games, and that's something that's always happened in the NFL... He ain't teaching that old dog new tricks. I mean, Ben has been playing football at a high level, you know, from high school to D1 college to the NFL now for three decades. If that's something that's always been there, I'm not entirely confident that you're going to get that moving in the right direction all of a sudden. That's the only thing there that gives me pause. A whole lot of, I've just never started fast. It's always been that way, even since college. But we got to find a way to start fast okay, I'm sure that there's been an onus on that for many years now, and and whatever's going on just ain't working. It's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Wesley Euler with you guys, uh, rocking and rolling here on a Wednesday. We've got some more tweets rolling in. I do want to get to those. I will get to those soon. One more piece of audio I wanted to play you in this segment, though. Uh, a lot of conversation about the offense, right? Certainly mostly around... I would say the offensive line, Ben Roethlisberger, and Matt Canada. Those have been, I think it's fair to say, the three discussion points uh, for the majority of this season and certainly since Sunday. And yeah, we've talked about the tight ends. We've talked about Friday with an Ebron, and Ebron. Yeah, we talked about the running backs. And we've talked a lot about Najee Harris. I I feel like the wide receivers are going a little under-discussed in this regard. We, we, we've talked about them, but I don't think they're getting as as many questions asked about their performance as some of these other units on offense. And the wide receivers, they haven't been a disaster. That's not what I'm saying. But they also, I don't think, have performed up to their ability. We all believed, rightfully so, that this Steelers unit, while it might not have a bona fide number one wide receiver, that man, it was just as deep as anybody else in the league. Juju, Deontay, Claypool, James Washington, all four of those guys were pedigree selections, right? They weren't 6th or 7th round guys. They weren't undrafted guys. They are all 2nd, 3rd round draft picks. One of them, James Washington, won the Blitnikoff Award for Best Wide Receiver in college. Chase Claypool was a top 50 pick. Juju Smith-Schuster was a top 50 pick. These are talented guys that have produced and are still young, and it was reasonable to expect them to get better. And like I said, they haven't been a disaster this year, but I think you need more from them to help kickstart the offense to get the offense going. They need to be making plays. They need to be getting separation on their own. They need to be breaking tackles and getting a lot of yak out on the field out there, right? You, you, it feels like the wide receivers are, are are really a big kind of cog in all of this that could help kickstart this offense. We know the offensive line has to be better. We know Ben has to be better, but there are a lot of scenarios too. If you watch the all 22 video, if you go back and you kind of break it down, where times that, that Ben actually has time in the pocket, there's just nobody open. So all these things have to start moving in the right direction. But we've talked a lot about Ben. We've discussed plenty about the offensive line and the run game. And I think and the tight ends as well. How about a little wide receivers as well too? Here's what Chase Claypool had to say this week.
3: Chase, uh, when we were talking to Najee yesterday, he said that there wasn't necessarily a design plan to pass the ball, that it was more a result of checkdowns. What does that say about the rest of the passing game? Are you guys not able to get open down the field or is it something that defenses are consistently doing to take that away?
1: Yeah, I think defenses are actively taking away the deep ball, rolling safeties over top. So I think that's why we're doing underneath throws. Go ahead, Brooke. If you want,
3: if if that's the case, if you know, if the defenses are taking that away, how much then does it help to have Najee as that passing option? I think he ran 52 routes last game, which is, I believe, a record. What does he add to to the passing game to help you guys out when they're not able to push the ball down the field?
1: Yeah, I think it's just another weapon to spread out the defense a little bit. Um, you know, if we're able to get him open and he can obviously make plays with his feet, and that's great there. Nick Fairball.
0: Hey, Chase, you guys haven't attacked the middle of the field a ton this year. Why why is that? What do you think it is? Our defense is cheating a little bit more towards the middle of the field and trying to take that away from you guys?
1: Uh, I think they're playing some whole players in the middle of the field. Um, I know the outsides are, um, you know, pretty covered up, but – it felt like every time we tried to attack the middle, they played one high. So, go ahead, Nick. We'll stay with you.
0: What if if they are playing single high? Is there a way that you guys think you can crack that? Is it just hitting the deep balls down the sideline, or is it playing a little bit more underneath? How can you guys crack that then to maybe open up the middle of the field?
1: Yeah, Um, I think it just it's weird because like when we try to go outside, they play too high and then we try to go inside if but went high so just timing it up right and um kind of anticipating what they're going to do. Alan Saunders. What's the um, level of frustration with the offense right now just in general and and uh what gives you guys faith that, that you can turn this around quickly? Yeah I don't think we play like terrible uh yesterday I just you know we had yards and we had drives that were good but kind of got killed by penalties so it's mistake free. Alan, you have a follow up? Yeah, I mean uh, a lot of those um penalties and there were some other there were some sacks. There was a lot of plays that got you in a bad down and distance. How much do you feel like that impacted maybe like the amount of things you were able to do offensively? Yeah, I mean, if our game plan is to throw underneath, then we can't be in second long, third long, because um, then the defense will just roll corners over and keep everything underneath. Brooke, we'll go back to you.
3: Yeah, Chase, some of those drives that looked better, it looked like you guys were in an up to bow offense. Ben said last week that there is no traditional, no huddle offense, but do you feel like the offense runs better or smoother when you guys are picking up the pace in some of those drives?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. But like, uh, you know, you can only do that for so long in a game um, before people start getting tired and miscommunication and stuff like that. Aditi.
3: Hey, Chase. Uh, when a team is struggling a little bit, the most popular person in the city is the backup quarterback. Is there anything you could say about Ben? Just why you have so much confidence in him? Maybe what fans are not recognizing that Ben is dealing with right now.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he's doing a great job. Um, I don't, I don't have much to say bad about him at all. So, um, you know, that's what happens when you struggle. You know, people start looking for different avenues to find answers. So, I'm not worried about that. But I think he's doing a good job. Mark Caboli? Hey, Chase, uh, there was a couple times over the past three games where you were able to get down behind the secondary and uh, weren't able to corral the ball. Would you label that under maybe the defensive player knocking away from you or you not putting away sooner? How, how do you view some of those passes not being complete? Yeah, you know, I always want to make every play, but, you know, you got to realize you're playing the NFL and you're going against corners who are also playing the NFL, so they're going to make plays, so... Just trying to um, come down with more in the future. Didi, do you have a follow
3: up? Thanks, Chase. Okay, Chase, the way that you guys are using the whole field, the middle of the field, deep passes, go routes, things like that, what needs to be done? Are you happy with the way plays are being mixed in? Are you still kind of not using the whole field as you see fit?
1: Uh, no, I think uh, maybe. Uh, I think we're doing, we're doing all right. Obviously, we just have to, when I mean, we're game drive going, just want to deal with penalties and hold in or offside or pass interferences, stuff like that. So I just think we have to play more mistake-free football. Mark, you have a follow-up?
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah, just one real quick. Uh, Chase, how much have you guys max protected this year or in the last couple games? And how difficult does that, if you do, uh have uh on the receivers when it's you know six guys on three basically uh yeah we I don't think we've maxed potato two too much obviously not um a few times a game but you know receivers gotta go make plays so depending on the route concept and the coverage defense is in uh we're expected to make those plays. Chris sadamski Chase a lot of the you know, over the offseason over the past couple of years, there's been talk that's the best or one of the best wide receiver cores in the league you guys are. Do you guys still see yourselves that way and do you view yourselves that way uh um, as a group, the four or five of you? Yeah, I think so. I think yesterday we didn't uh have we missing two receivers, so I think we're still top tier. Chris, do you have a follow up? Yeah, I just wanted to – just the the depth. I mean, do you see – can Cody – I don't know how long, you know, Juju or Deontay will be out or whatever it is. Is Cody a capable player in your mind to to be able to play a bigger role? Uh, Yeah, I think Cody White's more than deserving of the role Um, he's been given, especially this last game. Uh, He he balls out in practice and he works hard, so he deserves it.
0: Chase Claypool there earlier this week. Uh, discussing everything in the aftermath of that Bengals game. I, again, Chase, I mean, the, the wide receivers have made some plays. I, I, I mean, you look back at that fourth quarter against the Bengals, Chase Claypool ran a, in the red zone, really nice post route, was wide open, and Ben just missed him. So, again, I, I've been saying this all week. I've been saying this for the last couple weeks. Like, no, I don't think anybody on the offense is more culpable than anyone else. They all got to take a bite of that stink sandwich. The offensive line, Ben Roethlisberger, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the run game, Matt Canada. I mean, like like everybody is callable. It is not one person's fault. It is not two people's fault. Everyone on the offense has to do more. When I look at it right now, though, I think the wide receivers, that's most accomplishable for them, maybe is the way I want to put it. And I know Deontay's banged up, and I know Juju's banged up. There's a lot of talent in that group. They have the ability to make plays. They need to do so a little more consistently. Steel City Champs tweets me and says, the wide receivers have to create more splash, and since there isn't a real number one receiver, it has to be a team effort. That's absolutely right. They they have to create more splash for this offense. We, we, we think Najee is really coming into his own and, if he could just get a little space out there, he's going to be able to make plays. We all really like Pat Fryermuth, and we're asking for him to be a bigger part of the offense. But we know what the Steelers have with these four wide receivers. They got to make some plays. It's time. And like I said, it has. it's not that they just have been completely uh, out to lunch out there. Chase Claypool ran a couple really nice routes on Sunday, and Ben just missed them. So this does work both ways. But I think consistently, if those wide receivers can find a way to get separation, which they have not done consistently, they've done it at times, but they have not gotten separation consistently, if they can start doing that, I think that'll bode well for this offense getting things moving in the right direction. I want to get to some of your tweets here. I'll get to more in the next segment as well, obviously, too. You can always tweet me at Wesley Euler. Uh, If you want to get involved, questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, CR tweets me and says, Morning, my brother. The body's not there. No problem. Steeler Nation Chicago, got your back. In the meantime, in the between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Hoo hoo. I always appreciate you rocking with me, CR. Although, you know, here on the East Coast time zone, it's the afternoon, my guy. It's not the morning anymore, but I realize you're back in Chicago. You're a little bit behind us. I'll let it slide. Uh, David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, dhev tweets me and says, "Hypothetical Wednesday. All right, here we go. This is this is what I'm here for. Head coach Wesley Euler gets hired. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Head coach Wesley Euler. It can make any changes he wants with this current team. What if any are you making? Ooh, now that is a hypothetical question, there, David. Um, I'm assuming you mean realistically." within the context of this season and what the Steelers could actually do, right? Because I can't, you know, if if, if it's just complete hypothetical Wednesday and I can make any changes that I want, I, I you know, I'd bring Mike Munchak back. Maybe I'd hire Brian Dable or Eric <laughs> I, I You know, like, like uh, realistically, okay? Yeah. I could say that, you know, I'd go out and trade for Trent Williams, from the 49ers. Uh hypothetical Wednesday, head coach West Steeler gets hired, can make any changes he wants with this current team. I I think for me it would it would all just be purely and again, if I'm being realistic, if I'm not saying, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I'm bringing this coach in from here and I'm I'm you know, I'm going out and I'm acquiring uh, uh you know, the, the best guard and center and tackle in the National Football League. I, on offense, I think there just needs there just needs to be a a devotion to keeping the ball out of Ben's hands. I like, I don't know I don't know how to put it other than that. When, when you look at the stat sheet, and I, again, I know that how these games play out. There's minutia in there, and it's just not clear cut black and white. But it's been a pattern for too long of Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball too many times. If it happens once or twice, you can excuse it very easily by just saying Ah, the Steelers fell behind, and Ben had to throw the ball. Too many times. But that's happening consistently now and has been for like the last nine games that the Steelers have played going back to last year. When you look on the stat sheet after Sunday and you see Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 58 times and Joe Burrow threw it 18 times, that can't happen. That number for Ben needs to be in the high 20s, low 30s. And I I realize that as a coach, you have to call the game as it comes. You fall behind. It changes your game plan. I get all these things. But if I'm the head coach, if I'm head coach Wesley Euler here on Hypothetical Wednesday, that's the change that I'm making. We are not shying away from running the football. Even if it doesn't work. Even if we're getting called for penalties like false start and holding like the Steelers were. All five offensive linemen flagged for a penalty on Sunday. I get it. But you got to stop resorting to just... Ah, well our only chance to win this game is to put the ball in Ben's hand and let him throw the ball 50 times. That doesn't work anymore, man. It just doesn't. Running the ball might not work either. But but we know that throwing the ball 58 times doesn't either. You got to keep Ben fresher. You got to control the clock a little bit more. You got to keep your defense off the field. And hey, maybe if you're at least devoted to running the football, you'll open some things up for your wide receivers and for your quarterback a little bit more. So that's, again, if I'm being realistic and I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I'm bringing back Mike Munchak and I'm going and hiring Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable to run the offense. Like, I'm staying devoted to the run game. There is no chance that I'm having Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball more than 35 times a game. That's the change that I would make. I'll get to more of your tweets on the other side when we return. It's the afternoon. It's not the afternoon delight. I knew I was going to do that at some point today because I'm solo. The Afternoon Delight is the solo show that I do on ESPN Pittsburgh. This is the Steelers Blitz. I'm Wesley Euler on SNR.